0: Everybody to this podcast as part of the ask about asthma campaign so today we're going to discuss a little bit about the asthma initiatives and the work that we've progressed here in the northeast of North Cumbria I think it's helpful if we just introduce ourselves and um, just so the listeners have an idea of who's who I start uh, my name is Louise Dauncey. I'm a delivery manager for the child health and Wellbeing network my main role is to oversee delivery of the children and young persons transformation program on our NENC ICS footprint asthma is a really crucial part of this work if I just hand over. To to
1: Luke. Yeah, thanks, Louise. Hi, everybody. So, my name's Luke Bramhall. My main job is uh, I'm head of youth services and poverty proofing at uh, a regional uh, children's charity called Children North East. Um, but uh, I am also uh, act as the lead health inequalities advisor uh, for the Child Health and Wellbeing Network across North East and North Cumbria. So, delighted to, to, to be able to bring some kind of context to the region and some of the challenges that we're facing. Fabulous. Thanks, Luke. That's great. Uh, Sam?
2: Hi, I'm Samantha Moss. I'm a paediatric respiratory consultant at the Great North Children's Hospital in Newcastle. As part of my role there, I lead the severe asthma service, but I'm also the asthma lead for the Child Health and Wellbeing Network in the North East and North Cumbria.
0: Excellent. Thank you. And last, but by no means least, Nicola. Hi, my name is Nicola Jackson. I'm one of the um, community
3: asthma advisors um, and I'm also a specialist community children's nurse.
0: Fabulous. Thank you. So we wanted to start our discussion really um, just to give an overview and update about the work we've done on the North East and North Cumbria. Um, we'll provide a bit of detail about the geography and deprivation factors and what we've been doing to tackle it. Part of this is give us the opportunity to showcase the work that we've done here as part of our asthma leadership group and with our community asthma advisors. We recognise that the National Asthma Care Bundle impacts far wider um, and more broadly than primary care, secondary and tertiary care, but, that we're taking steps to extend our reach and hopeful that we can use this opportunity to share that with you. I'm going to hand to Luke initially and um, he can talk about our local area and give a bit of an overview about why our area is superbly challenging in terms of demography.
1: Yeah th- well I think that's fair to say Louise. I feel like I'm going to talk about North East and North Cumbria and I'm probably not going to say anything that many kind of positive things or what might seem lots of negative things. I always feel like I need to caveat it with the North East and North Cumbria just an incredible place to live and to be and it has incredible rurality it has incredible cities and amazing coastlines that's how i would kind of present you know where i live and and and, and where i care passionately about however uh, i guess within that there's some massive Massive challenges, and with my kind of professional hat suddenly we you know you start looking at things differently, I guess. I talk an awful lot about kind of you know, if we talk about the geography. So, first of all, we have incredible coasts, but we also have a lot of uh seaside coastal towns who are really struggling with um deprivation in whatever form that may look. You know, if we start looking at the index of multiple deprivation, we 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 fare really kind of poorly. We have cities where there's some amazing. Kind of places but and, and, and amazing things to see and do however significant issues around poverty and 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 from that health inequalities you know and and then the rurality the isolation uh you know old mining towns old shipyards there's so so, so many kind of interesting challenges for the northeast. So let me just kind of bring a context to that and why this is important when we start talking about asthma from my perspective. So I, I've touched on that term poverty, and I, I particularly want to pick up on that because we know there's a direct correlation between socioeconomic insecurity and health inequality. And that goes across the board and not least is, a, is an issue in relation to asthma. So, so you know, if, if we just look at the last kind of what's happened in the last five to ten years in relation to the Northeastern North Cumbria, we've, we, we've seen the steepest rises in child poverty in every in, in nearly every local authority area across Northeastern North Cumbria. Uh, we've seen over 10 percent rises in child poverty between 2015 and 2020. You know, and, and so so this is before Covid. To add to that kind of pre-COVID, we know that families were already really struggling and then obviously COVID hit. And we know that there's, you know, we're still yet to find out the real kind of fallout from that. And, And again, you might be saying, well, why is that important? Well, let's understand something about poverty. What we know about poverty is that there are there are all sorts of kind of consequences associated with that. We can talk about food insecurity uh, and there's been lots about kind of food banks and, and such like in the media over the last number of years. I just want to talk about housing. Housing is a significant challenge. And, um, you know, we, we the, the work that, that I'm involved in involves an awful lot of going out and speaking to people. And people talking about really kind of struggling with cramped housing, single glazing in the households, living it being in rented accommodation where there's damp on the wall and it's taking days, weeks, months, years to get it fixed or it doesn't get fixed uh overcrowding a massive issue particularly in some of our cities city and town centers uh, and particularly within some of our minority ethnic communities uh, in the northeast and we don't have the most diverse region in, in in relation to ethnic minorities but we do have particular areas where there are significant kind of uh, significant diversity which is incredible and amazing in the, you know for those for those particular areas but it's not widespread. So I guess I guess Louise I, there's something of just kind of understanding this reality of the poverty and the geography of Northeastern North Cumbria. We have social isolation, we have rurality, we have people living in housing and increasing levels of people living in housing that is unfit to live in. Um, uh, And and there'll be a a link here to kind of air quality in some of the inner city areas. All these things, I guess, lead into this kind of, uh, this, this massive challenge that we have as a region in relation to asthma. Um, And and, and I'm sure Sam and Nicola will be able to give kind of more specifics and detail around that. But these are significant challenges. Asthma is one of the many health inequalities that we, we see, I guess, across the region. So, 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 I guess that's kind of a bit about context, Louise. Yeah, uh, no, that's really helpful, uh, Luke. It really,
0: you know, I think it sets the scene for us and gives an, you know, gives a gives a bit of oversight to those people listening about those those challenges that we're facing. I think it's helpful also just to kind of, if you can give an overview about what what you feel that the role of the Child Health and Wellbeing Network is in in addressing those issues, not least in relation to us, but more generally, and obviously recognition, you know, recognizing that it is working on a system wide basis and into schools and local communities. And whether or not you can provide any sort of extra information about that.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think this is where um, uh, a child health and wellbeing network and our child health and wellbeing network plays actually quite a pivotal role. As a a network, we consist of hundreds of professionals. We link into hundreds of organisations across a range of different sectors, schools, health, of course, uh, VCS, uh, young people, individuals. There's a a wide range of people that are part of this incredible network. So, so, So I think that's the first thing to say. Secondly, there's something about, you know, we talk about child health and well-being. And I guess, you know, with asthma being a significant Issue that we see, you know, it's really important that we have, and and, and as we'll we'll hear about shortly, have reacted as a a wider network to this and put in some kind of, you know, really impressive strategies. But but one of the core components of that these strategies is that it is part of the network. It is multi. If you like multi agency, multi sector uh, engagement in kind of the issue of asthma, how can we work together? How can we pool resources? How can we uh, share um, good practice so that we can really start to see some significant differences? You talk about kind of work in schools. Well, you know, working with schools to tackle asthma is really important because how you know schools are judged. Uh, or, or assessed based on attendance rates, well, of course, there's going to be a direct correlation there. There's some, some obvious reasons why kind of the network can pull uh, these different sectors and different different people together and, and, and the benefits of that. I just want to highlight kind of, and, and we're going to hear about some of the, the, the great work that, that we've got going on that's really focused on asthma, but we've been um, as well within the network looking at this core 20 plus five, looking at you know, 20% most deprived areas looking at specific demographic groups uh, within that around our protected characteristics which is the plus and looking at five core areas so 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 there's some you know national work on that which you may or may not know about and that's quite exciting it's all looking at addressing health inequalities however there's something about um what we, we 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 recognize is first of all we needed to have something that was targeted towards children um, and second of all, we needed to make sure that there was something that was responsive to the issues that we see specifically here in the Northeast and North Cumbria. And so we've developed a core 20 plus five model, which does address and look at asthma as one of the five core areas that children and young people are facing. And that's 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 an indirect response to the statistics that we see around asthma rates amongst children in the Northeast.
0: It's really interesting within our area because I think we have a real opportunity to sort of make measurable change here in Northeastern North Cumbria. And I think that brings us nicely on to Sam, who will be able to give us a bit of an update around the bundle itself. And perhaps a taste of the work that we've been doing here in northeastern north cumbria
2: thanks louise um so i think our you know as i said in the introduction i work with children with severe asthma and a a theme we've had for many years is children would come to our service and we do relatively simple things give them good education about their asthma how to manage their asthma and a good proportion of the children that you know they come back and say wow this has really changed our lives why didn't we know about this earlier? Why, why has it taken us so long to get to you for these relatively simple things? We could have had s- such a better life with it. And as a team, we've kind of been trying to figure out and come together and work out ways and improve this. And then in 2014, we unfortunately had a very highly pub- publicized death in the area um, of a patient called Tamara Mills. And her, she unfortunately died a month before the National Review of Asthma Deaths were published. And there were so many issues with Tamara's care in the lead up to her death that were highlighted in the National Review of Asthma Deaths. This, The feeling, oh, it's only my asthma. Children don't die of asthma. It's not a big deal. And then this recognition, oh, it can't be that bad. The fragmentation of care, the fact that you know, she was seen in multiple different places, the prescribing of drugs and all of these things that were highlighted. And and I guess we, we'd already been softly in the background doing things, but that was a real wake-up call for us in the northeastern North Cumbria. And we developed this vision of th- wanting children to have the same message about their asthma wherever they went. So whether it's at school or sports club, whether it's going to see primary care, secondary care, or coming to see me and my colleagues in tertiary care, that we were singing the same message about what asthma is how it is we're giving them the same messages about how to manage it and good documentation and information to back that up and that's how beat asthma was born and one of my colleagues jen townsend has really spearheaded that and taken beat asthma forward and that's given us these great resources that as a region we've really linked into and then that helped us develop the breathe projects where We got into some primary care areas, secondary care areas using this documentation and we showed you can improve children's quality of life. You can reduce exacerbations. We can't show you can reduce death, but surely by reducing those two, we must be able to reduce death. Then the introduction of the National Asthma Care Bundle for Children was was a real godsend because that gives us some teeth as it were to back up what we've been doing and it's just reiterating what we've been trying to do but it's been put in a format that's been led by NHS England it's supported by the ICS's and it gives us a framework to work to so that everybody that is involved with a child does have a degree of responsibility to help support their asthma care so that's whether you're a teacher a scout leader a sports leader a GP a practice nurse an A&E doctor whoever that this child might come in um, in contact with, and there are certain responsibilities for you. And that has brought out a number of key deliverables that look at diagnosis, management, prescribing, data of ways of recording that we're looking at it. And it's a really nice framework, and I would encourage anybody who isn't familiar with this to go and look at this. Just kind of going back to asthma as a whole, for the country, we have, one of the worst statistics in the developed world, which is a real shame saying we've got the amazing NHS, We've got a free at the point of care service we must be able to do better and hopefully the the national asthma bundle will help us with this will lead us forward and encourage people to do it as well
0: that's really helpful thanks sam um, i think at least that that can provide a bit of assurance to everybody that that, that it has been the priority has been placed um, on this work in our area and obviously it's something that we've been able to take forward and that we've been lucky enough to do and resourced to be able to do locally so it's great news So I don't know if you want to just say a few words Sam about what you feel the role of our Child Health and Wellbeing Network is in relation to our asthma leadership group and how that role is evolving.
2: So the Child Health and Wellbeing Network has a responsibility around the children's and young people's transformation and asthma is very high priority and it's one of the first chronic conditions that's been rolled out to deal with this. So as I've already said with the bundle we've got a framework of key deliverables and the network has oversight really to try and help the rollout of the bundle to assist with this we've got the asthma leadership group so it's myself i've got two other pediatricians that are working with me and we've got the um, community asthma advisors that Nicola will tell us a bit more about later and our role really is to raise awareness of the bundle signpost people to it signpost people to the resources that are out there and also to highlight areas of good practice we've talked a lot about negative about the eastern North Cumbria and I've been guilty like Luke has but you go and there's some really good pockets of practice there's some you know small primary um, care networks that have got some really good schemes going and what we need to be able to do is say look this is great this has worked in this small area can it work for you how can we help adapt what's worked in Middlesbrough to what can work out in Cumbria or inner city Newcastle and so on and, and I think it really is about working together and, and we are in a world of limited resources we haven't been given masses of resources to do this and what we need to do is find ways to utilize the resources we've got by highlighting these areas of good practice and as i said you know it can make a big difference to children's lives and i think if we can get their asthma well controlled they have a better quality of life they have better school attendance they're likely to have better achievements And they're also less likely to utilise emergency healthcare options such as out of hours, walk-in centres and GPs, which will all help with the resources. So really as the leadership group, our, our job is to kind of see what's out there raise awareness of the bundle and try and help the implementation of the delivery of the bundle and i think the the great thing is we have got the resources like beat asthma and on the back of beat asthma beat anaphylaxis has been delivered which is a similar scheme for a kind of framework for parents and schools and teachers to cope with children who have significant allergies and they often go hand in hand
0: Excellent that's really helpful and um, I think one of these things is tapping into those resources and networks that already exist and obviously boxing clever with the resources that we have so yes yeah, certainly. I wonder if it's worth just summarising um, for the listeners some some an overview of the main developments since the bundle's been launched in September?
2: So the, I mean it, it's been a relatively short time frame we've got the team in place Um, and we're continuing to expand the team, which has been a major part of it as well. A lot of what we've been doing is linking into existing networks, making sure we're keyed into people who are already there and uh, have been developing things to try and stop duplication of work. We've also made contact with um, through various methods with primary care, secondary care and schools, and just actually we've surveyed everybody to see what's out there, what their knowledge of the bundle is, and to try and find these areas of good practice. That's also really helped us to um, range an engagement of links across the different sites to help try and find work going forward.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Um, I think it's really important that we're able to hear from Nicola Jackson, who is one of our community asthma advisors, who can maybe bring a bit of that to life, and um, because obviously that's been the main component of, of, of her role. Um, so, Nicola, I wonder whether you're not you're able to just give an explanation of your role and perhaps an overview of what this means each day. Maybe give us a typical day in your life.
3: Yeah, thanks, Louise. So, as Sam said, the role of the community asthma advisor is established as part of the Child Health and Wellbeing leadership group. There are currently three advisors in post at the minute, but I know there are two positions currently to be recruited for. There's three of us so One is Carol Barwick, who is a specialist um, children's respiratory nurse. And um, who's also our lead advisor. Claire Kergil, who's a specialist public health nurse in the 5 to 19 service. And myself, who's a specialist children's community nurse. So we all have an interest in asthma and um, we all want to improve the care. And I think that's why we all applied for this job. So priorities um, were to identify gaps in the provision of asthma care and as Sam said as well we did this through engagement with primary care, secondary care, the North to 19 service and education as well. So we've done a number of things, we contacted um, parent carer young people's groups in order to get uh, their opinions and views surrounding the asthma care in the North East and North Cumbria. And as already discussed, there was questionnaires for primary, secondary and education settings. And all this helped to incorporate with the development plan. So we are also currently looking at asthma friendly skills and um, in developing an um, uh, asthma friendly skills policy and accreditation framework. And um, we're working with colleagues from the North East and North Cumbria ICS group with that. So we are planning to pilot this um, across the well in September with some primary schools in the footprint, and then eventually hoping to roll this out to everybody. Challenges, I guess there has been some challenges since starting this role. Quite a, a large area, the Northeastern North Cumbria, um, but also due to COVID-19 restrictions as well. So that did affect the groups that we could contact initially, but we did make use of different ways of, of contacting, so different technologies, the use of teams um, in order to um, get their views. As part of an um, asthma advisor, because we're geographically spread out, really, and um, we've had to use teams quite a lot, which has worked quite well, really. But so typical day in the life of a community asthma advisor um, usually starts with liaising together, and that is normally via teams, as I say, because we're quite spread out geographically. At the moment, we're looking at task and finish meetings, um, particularly with public health representatives to discuss the accreditation frameworks for asthma friendly schools and um, we're also looking at doing presentations to gps and um, primary care around the asthma care bundle and and also presentations to head teachers and synchro forums to talk about, about the asthma friendly schools and to promote that and make them aware of, of what we're hoping to to roll out
2: Excellent,
0: thanks for that. Um, Just thinking more about the role on a day-to-day basis, how how does the role of the Community Asthma Advisor help support children and young people who who are living perhaps in more deprived circumstances and who may have poorer health outcomes as a result?
3: Yeah, so we we are aware that children from deprived backgrounds um, in these areas are more likely to have poor asthma outcomes um, so more likely due to triggers such as smoking and air pollution um they are all higher in that group. So our aim is just to work with children from all backgrounds um, and engage them in, in meetings and groups and, and get their views and things. So we also want to help by through asthma friendly schools that this will extend skills and knowledge and help create consistency really for children and young people and everybody in education.
0: Fantastic. Yes, I would agree that that standardisation and consistency is one of the things that we're striving for. And that's what the bundle allows us to do. Um, So lastly, then Nicola, what would your view be around your three top tips? Uh, What would you share as your top tips to promote good asthma care in the community?
3: Um, So I would say that every child or young person has a personalized action plan um, so that they know and everybody around them knows how to manage uh, that child's asthma. And how to recognise and treat any deterioration also they should all have an opportunity for an annual asthma review um, and that was recognised by the national review of asthma deaths that identified that both of those weren't in place for a lot of the children who sadly died from asthma Um, and also training and awareness for all individuals involved in the life of children and young people with asthma
0: Okay, well, that's great. That's a helpful food for thought for everybody. That brings our session today to a close. Thank you for listening. Please do visit the Ask About Asthma's webpage for more podcast content and to view the full schedule for the week. Thank you very much. Goodbye.